Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us this morning at Horizon at Home. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon Church. And this week, there is a verse in the Bible that has absolutely gripped my heart and my life. I want to read it to you. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place. And who knows but that you have come to your position for such a time as this. See, for the last two months, I've been asking a question a lot. Why? Why now? Why are we experiencing this quarantine and pandemic? God, why are we experiencing this right now when I'm expecting a baby any day now? Why are we experiencing this right now when Horizon had this awesome momentum? God, you were doing amazing things in us and through us, and now we're at home worshiping you on our couches with coffee and our pajamas. Why now, God? And I heard this. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place. I heard God say to us, we can keep being silent and, and, and God's relief and deliverance is going to arise from somewhere and it's going to be through another people and another place. And I was like, absolutely not. I, won't, I will not remain silent at this time. And, and this, is what, this is what God says when we say, yes, we don't want to be silent. Let your relief and deliverance arise up in me and out from me into this place, God. And, and this, is what, this is what I heard. And who knows but that you have come to your position for such a time as this. Folks, this is God's word for us this week, for me and for you. We are in our position for such a time as this. And if we remain silent, if we don't experience this, this is what I learned in the story of Esther this week, that God's relief and deliverance plan is for us, for those of us who are experiencing pain and brokenness right now, those places in our lives where we needed to slow down and say, God, you got to heal this place. You got to, you got to provide some relief and deliverance in this place in my life. I can't do it on my own anymore. And God says, yes, my plan is relief and deliverance. And then my plan is to use you to offer that relief and deliverance. So let it arise up. Let my relief and deliverance arise up in you and let it be offered and spilled out into the place around you for you are in the position you are in for such a time as this. And for those of you who are like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you or not. I, I want you to hear about Esther. Esther is a Jewish girl who's living in a faraway place, a land called Susa, in a walled-off part of the city. She's living there because her family had to move there years ago because it was too dangerous for her to live in the place where she was living. The place where she finds herself living is strange. They eat strange food, not food her family's used to eating. They, they do strange things. They believe strange things. They are completely and totally different from her. They, they speak a strange language. And then... Her family dies. Her mom and her dad die, and she is left as an orphan in this strange place, in this strange time. I imagine her asking the same question some of us have been asking. Why? Why, God, right now? Why, right now? And this is what happens. Mordecai, her cousin, her older cousin, finds out about, about Esther and her situation and he himself is Jewish. He's living in this faraway, walled-off part of the city. 
in this strange time, in this strange place. He doesn't recognize anything around him. He's just trying to survive and keep his family alive. He's just trying to put food on the table and move forward day after day after day in this bizarre time and bizarre place he finds himself living in. And he finds out that Esther is an orphan and he gets his pit in his stomach and he's like, you know, I could ignore it. I could pretend like it doesn't exist or I could let God offer relief and deliverance through me. What would it look like for me to trust that there's enough food on my table for one more child to join us? What would it mean for me to teach her to love the God who, who we're having to live in this land because we love in the first place? But what would it mean for me to teach her about this God who offers relief and deliverance? Come, Esther, come live with me. You can love my God. You can love my people. You'll be loved by my family. We're going to eat together every night. We are going to begin to experience relief and deliverance together. And Esther is raised by Mordecai and his family as one of their own. I love this story. See, this is the God who, who we worship, guys. He's a God who offers relief and deliverance to all of us. Those of us who feel abandoned and desperate, those of us who feel like we're living in strange places at strange times, he says, I'm going to offer relief and deliverance to you, and I'm going to use you to spill it out into the land, of, uh, into this place where other people can experience it. So that's the background of this story. And then I want you to hear how Esther moves from being an orphan to a queen. How she goes from a position of an orphan to a queen. Because Queen Esther's story isn't just about Queen Esther. It's the story that God has for us. It's a, it, it's the story where, it's a story where God wants to offer us relief and deliverance. To, to teach us how we may be in the position that we are in for such a time as this. See, this is what happens. They're living in Susa, and King Xerxes is the king, and he's thrown this huge party for six months. This party where there's lots of wine, lots of food, lots of dancing. This ain't no church party. This is a real party. Lots of party for six months. It comes to the end of the six months, and he's like, one more week. We're going to party for one more week. And his wife's name is Queen Vashti, and she doesn't really agree with this because, see, this is what happens when you party for six months. Maybe that sounds really good to those of us who've been stuck in quarantine, but we know this, right? That when, when you're partying and numbing the things that are happening around you as the economy falls apart, as other things, when we, when we start numbing ourselves to that, it doesn't offer the relief and deliverance that God wants to offer. And Queen Vashti knew this, and, but... Queen King Xerxes in his drunken stupor, in his drunkenness, he, he says, Queen Vashti, I don't want to hear that. I want you just to parade in front of me and my assistants. Show them all your beauty. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. Thank you very much, but I'm actually not going to be that kind of person right now. King Xerxes, we need, we need a different kind of leader. And he's like, I'm not dealing with you anymore. And he divorces her, and he asks for a new queen, and he finds out about Esther. And he thinks she's the most beautiful thing that he's ever seen, the most beautiful woman he's ever seen, and he asks her to come and to be the queen. And Esther's like, Mordecai, should, should I do this? And, he, and, and Mordecai says, like, yes, I think you should do this. This puts you in a position to, to start using, uh, for God to use you to unveil this plan of relief and deliverance God may have for us, God's people. And so Queen Esther, so Esther says yes and becomes the queen, becomes King Xerxes' um, wife. And Mordecai is going to visit Queen Esther at the palace one day. And I want you to hear what happens. Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. So he's 
sitting at the gate, ready to go in to see Queen Esther. And Big Thana, I love that name, Big Thana, and Teresh, two of the king's officers, so they're two of the king's like right-hand men, are guarding the doorway. And they were like talking, and they just realized how angry they are with King Xerxes. And they conspire to assassinate him. So, so Mordecai's standing sort of over in the corner, and he hears this plan that these two guys are coming up with to murder King Xerxes. And Mordecai gets that pit in his stomach again as he found out about the plot, and he told Queen Esther, he's like, I just have to tell you what I just heard outside of the gate. And Queen Esther's like, I don't know what I should do. Mordecai, are you sure that's what you heard? Because now I have this pit in my stomach, and I feel like I need to tell King Xerxes that someone's plotting to assassinate and kill him. And when the report was investigated, it was found to be true, and these two officials were, were impaled on poles. All of this is recorded in a book in the presence of the king. You see, Mordecai and Esther begin to unveil this plan that King Xerxes is going to, be, going to be killed. And it begins to open up this plan for God to offer relief and deliverance to the people. This is what I want us to pay attention to, that God has created us for such a time as this too. This isn't just a story about Mordecai and Esther and King Xerxes and Queen Vashti. This is our story because we find ourselves overhearing plans or seeing plans and plots to destroy and kill people that we love. We find ourselves orphaned and asking questions like, what's next, God? Can you really use me? We find ourselves sitting at our table with enough food, and we may be asking the question, God, what does it mean for you to offer us to others in your plan of relief and deliverance for somebody who may need a spot at our table? See, we, this story isn't just about Mordecai and Esther and Queen Xerxes and Queen Vashti. This is our story. I want us to look at a few of the characters um, because I believe God created us to be the right person at the right time, just like he used these folks. That they, they weren't in their positions by accident or because they were worthy or they deserved it, but they were the right people at the right place at the right time. That God helped them be in the position that they needed to be in. That they could bring about plans for relief and deliverance. And I believe that's our story too. I don't believe it's just Esther and Mordecai's story. And I believe we are the right people if we keep doing the right thing, the hard next thing. I, I believe that's how God's going to use us to be the right people, that we keep doing the right thing, the next thing, and the hard thing. Mordecai allowed God to use him to be the right person at the right time. There are other people who could adopt Esther right now. But you, that pit in his stomach, helped convince him that he was the right person at the right time. What is it that has given you a pit in your stomach and you have to begin to believe God has made you to be the right person at the right time? And then you know what Mordecai did? He did the next hard and right thing. He's standing at the gate and he hears this plan to kill him and he, he gets this pit in his stomach again and he realizes I am probably the only person who knows about this plan and I have to do the next hard and right thing. I have to tell Queen Esther about this, even if it doesn't make everybody happy. What is it that you've overseen, that you've heard, that you've witnessed, that you've experienced, that's given you a pit in your stomach and you know you need to be used to be the right person to do the next hard and right thing? I believe 
believe God is telling us this morning that this wasn't an accident, but for such a time as this, you could be used by God in God's plan of relief and deliverance. Will you let it arise up in you and through you? And I believe God is asking us that question through Mordecai this morning. I believe Queen Vashti allowed God to use her to be the right person at the right time. She was... King Xerxes' wife who stood up to him. That's not an easy thing to do. She began to believe, God, I might be the right person at the right time right now. I, I can't stand to see my people hurting like this. I can't stand to see Susa in this kind of shape. And so you know what she did? She did the next hard and right thing. Queen Vashti did the next hard and right thing. What does it mean for you to begin to believe that you are worthy to be the right person at the right time? What does it mean for you to quit being controlled by everything and everybody else and for you to stand up and do the next hard and right thing? What does it mean for you to speak up and speak out, to stand up for yourself or for somebody else? What does it mean for you to do the next hard and right thing? Because this isn't just a story about Queen Vashti. You are the right person for what God is asking you to do. Will you be like Queen Vashti and do the next hard and right thing, believing that you are worthy to ask the right question at the right time? And see, Esther, Queen Esther, allowed God to use her to be the right person at the right time. She was an orphan and then finds herself living as a queen in the palace. That may, Some of you may be like, oh, that's fun, but have you ever been in a place where you're like really uncomfortable and you're like, this is not really my kind of people. This is way above me. This is beyond me. Or, or maybe you've been the opposite of Queen Esther and you found yourself being like, oh, this is really far beneath me and below me and I feel really uncomfortable. Queen Esther allowed God to use her right in the position and the place that she was in to be the right person at the right time. She did the next hard and right thing by trusting that where God, we talked about the path last week, the people God puts in your path this week. What did it look like for Queen Esther to trust that God had her be the right person at the right time? She had to do the next hard and right thing. And that meant saying yes to being the queen. That meant sharing the plan of the assassination with the king. That meant that she had to step into the next hard and right thing. Here's the deal, folks. This is what I believe. I believe God is using you to be the right person at the right time. And I believe God's asking you this question. Will you allow me to use you to be the right person at the right time? What position are you in? And what is the next, what is the next hard and right thing for you to do? Will you do it? Will you accept God's relief and deliverance in the places that are broken and painful in your own life? Will you, like Queen Vashti, experience God's relief and deliverance in those places and begin to stand up and ask for it to be offered to the people around you? Can you be like Queen Esther and begin to, to, to see yourself not just as an orphan thrown away, but, but that maybe, maybe, just maybe God has created you to be a worthy person to do the next hard and right thing? Will you be like Mordecai this week and those pits in your stomach don't get to just make you sick and not feel good, but they, they instead they propel you to do the next hard and right thing that God has asked you to do this week? It may not look like you had the opportunity to step up and do the next hard and right thing, but you do. There is a God who wants to offer you relief and deliverance. And maybe the next hardest thing for you to do is accept that relief and deliverance through Jesus Christ for your life. 
Do you need to do that right now? Do you need to say, God, I am too far into this mess and to be the right person at the right time at the right place, I need you to heal me. I need you to relieve me. I need you to deliver me. Is that, does that need to be your prayer so that you can be the right person at the right time so God can use you for such a time as this? Do you need to trust that God's made you worthy enough to be the right person at the right time? Will you hear that, experience that pit in your stomach, and will you do the next hard and right thing right now? Let's quit putting it off because this is the deal. Maybe we are in the position we are in for such a time as this. I believe this. I don't believe in six months when things get back to normal, that's a good time for us to figure out what it means to live into God's plan of relief and deliverance. I believe now. I believe for such a time as this, we need God's relief and deliverance in our lives. And I believe we need to let it arise from this place and spill out into a world who needs to know about God's plan of relief and deliverance. And I believe you are the right person for such a time as this. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you that you are a God who offers relief and deliverance to the broken places in our lives where we need you. And God, I just pray this morning for for the people whose next hard and right step is saying, I need your relief and deliverance. I pray for them right now, God. I pray that they'll begin to experience your relief and deliverance through your son, Jesus Christ, who offers us the best relief and deliverance we could ever experience. And I pray, God, you will use every person here, that you will use the people of Horizon to offer that plan of relief and deliverance to the world. We love you, and we thank you for loving us, for making us worthy. Help us to trust that we are the right people, created and to be used by you for such a time as this. Amen.